It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick, great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We're going to play old school football. JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Hour number two on Raider Nation Radio coming off the home preseason game opener, the ribbon-cutting ceremony on Saturday night. Uh, JT brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. As you know, Remy Martin, they do a lot with me, and they're going to be great because we're over at the M Resort and Spa for the pre- and post-game show at the Remy Martin Bar in the back of the Raiders Tavern and Grill. So Remy Martin, they have beautiful signage. You can't miss it when you come into the Raiders Tavern and Grill if you go to the back of the bar, we'll be set up somewhere over there starting this weekend. And we're doing a lot at the end, thanks to Remy Martin. Raise your cocktail game and team up for excellence. So I'm looking at the game day program. I hope everybody was able to get a program from the game. Uh, I got the program. It's, fan- it's fantastic. Great, great ad for Raider Nation Radio right in the middle of it. It's fantastic to see everything that is here and what we're doing and how fantastic How fantastic it is to be associated with everything that's happening. It's fantastic to be a part of this team and everything that's happening here. And it is a lot of fun. There's a lot happening, and I'm fired up for this. If everybody else, everybody else who went to the game, hopefully you have a good story. Hopefully you have a fantastic story about what the game meant to you. And it should have meant a lot to you. The game should have meant everything to you. If you went to the game and you had the opportunity to go there, hang out, experience it, tailgate, go to your seats, go to your club section, go to an area, a common area. How about every time I looked up at Coors Light Landing, it was incredible. The place was packed and everybody was meeting up there around that big bar around the torch. That seemed to be a good place. I know a lot of people went to Raider Image and bought gear before and after the game. If you had a chance to do that. So fantastic. Overall, fantastic to see what I saw up close and personal. I really enjoyed it. So I want to get your opinion on the game. We got some highlights that I want to go through. Mark Anderson is going to join us from the Review Journal at 140, which will be good. Also, I want to get into some of the other preseason games around the league and how some of these young gun quarterbacks are playing and what they're doing going forward because it's going to affect the Raiders. A couple of these teams are on the schedule, including the Denver Broncos, that have a little bit of a controversy going on with Drew Locke, or are they going to go with Teddy Bridgewater? So we'll keep an eye on that uh, going forward. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I'm really, really impressed with what the Raiders did putting on that event. That is not easy to do. That is not easy to do at all. And what can you say? It was a solid game. We begin with Nathan Peterman to Zay Jones. I thought this was a beautiful throw and catch early in the first quarter. Peterman, they can't down the sideline, goes the throw, and got it. Out of bounds, big play for the Raiders. Zay Jones picks up the first down, and it is deep into Seahawk territory. That was a great throw, fantastic throw. Again, Peterman's a very good quarterback. He had one bad half of football in his life with the Bills, and everybody holds it against him. Gruden thinks the world of him. Gruden really believes that he's a guy. He's not a third-string quarterback. He's a second. They have the luxury to have him here, depending on an injury. 
But Peterman looked good in the game. I, I want to see some. I want to see Mariota play against the Rams. I'd like to see Carr. I think Carr probably won't play, but I'd like to see him get some looks. And how about the running game for the Raiders, where they were trying to bang it in at the goal line and went for it on fourth down. Now we've got fourth and goal from the six-inch line, and here we go. Gruden and the Raiders are going for it. Why not? It's the preseason. Peterman's up underneath James. Hands to Regas. Touchdown, Raiders. Well, that's what you want right there. Yeah, that was exciting. That was fantastic to see. And Regas was able to get another touchdown. Here's his second touchdown on the game that blew the game open for the Silver and Black. Emmons stays in. Blast toward the end zone. Touchdown. Well, you know, he didn't even have to go up in the air because the Raiders' offensive line got such tremendous push. Yeah, that was nice. Lincoln Kennedy on the analysis there also. And we're excited. Uh, excited to see the way this team played after the game. John Gruden talked about it. It was a clean game. He gave a lot of credit to the coaches and the quarterback, Peterman, for making big plays. I credit our coaches for working hard with a lot of these players that have come so far and so so short uh, of time, and uh, it's a credit to the players, obviously. I thought Nate Peterman uh, has really shown some development on the practice field. He carried it over today, some long drives. I liked what he did. Yeah, he, he did well. That's what Gruden wanted. Gruden wanted to see his quarterback play well, for the offensive line to play well. And, you know, Coach got in defense in this game. Look, again, there wasn't starters playing for Seattle. Here's Gruden's analysis. That was a good start. You know, we had 17 snaps of defense in the first half. I think we have 52 snaps of offense. So, you know, the, you're going to play better when you're not out there. We gave up a third and 17, a, a penalty. Uh, which we can't allow to happen. Uh, we gave up a touchdown on a blown coverage. But other than that, I thought we flew around. I thought um, Nate Hobbs showed up on a blitz, and uh, the energy was great. We're getting better. we still got a long way to go. Yeah, there's a long way to go, and there is a long way to go. But what can you do? These are preseason games. These are preseason games, and they look clean, and they played a really solid game. Eric Allen, my partner on the post-game show, he was, he was excited. He talked about it. He said they played a good game. This is what they needed to do. It seemed like the Raiders cared more about that game than Seattle. They wanted to win. They wanted to play well in front of the fans back in the stadium. Coach Gruden talked about it. It was great to have the Raider fans out there, by the way. Kind of numb, you know, just – uh, to see the world coming back together and, and to be in this stadium with these fans again, it um, it just warms my heart. I thank them all for coming out, and, um, you know, we, we, we are really, really excited about playing in front of them for the rest of this year. That's an important part for Coach Gruden. He needs the fans. The fans are a big part of the way he coaches. He, he wakes up every day highly motivated for the fans. He wanted to come back. He won a Super Bowl with Tampa. We know this, a Super Bowl, and he wanted to be the Raider coach again. There's no one more passionate about the Raiders than Coach Gruden. He wants to win, and the fans are going to really play an impact on this season. He was asked about Alex Leatherwood, who got the start at right tackle. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to look at the tape to see exactly, but, um, you know, I was very pleased from what I saw down on, on the sideline. Yeah, that's impressive. He... This guy's got to play. He's got to play well. He's got to come out and play well. Also, Coach Gruden talked about Andre James, uh, 
who played center, replacing Rodney Hudson, who moved on. James is going to be a big point of attack for the Raiders if they want to run the football, pass, protect. I mean, the middle of that offensive line is going to be really, really important going forward. So that's something that we'll get into a little bit later on. So those are some of the highlights and the recap of the game. Anything you want to talk about, trip, uh, excuse me, 702-365-9200. And I want to know more about your whole experience, your whole experience, everything that went on at the game. How'd you like the stadium with full fans? How loud was it? What'd you think of everything? I'm pumped up to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Stoner dude. Good to talk to you, Raider Nation. How are you, buddy? Hey, JT. Well, you know, first of all, man, I had an opportunity to go to the game. I, I, I could have got a ticket, but I had a gig. I was playing at Vamp on Saturday night. Mm. So I got there early for a sound check, watched the game at the bar in my 420 uh, Raiders jersey. And first of all, well, JT, man, I love our depth. I mean, we got a lot of young, hungry talent. We dominated on time of possession. Uh, Trey Regas, we needed him to step up. Obviously, we don't have Jalen Richard anymore for a little while. We don't know what the future is with him right now. So to see the rookie come out number 36 and not only hit the hole, he had some moves, JT. I like the way he looks. Uh, the coaches have been really talking up Nate Hobbs all uh, training camp long. And, man, that guy is a hitter. He hits, man. And when he, when he sacked uh, the quarterback, he tackled hard came up, and I love his enthusiasm. I think he's going to be a great addition to the team. Oh, and JT, i got to do my rock talk. I am the biggest Carlos Santana fan of all time. He's a living legend. I can't believe I missed him, but you got to see him. He's an old-school Raider fan from back in the day, JT, the early days, the beginning of the Raiders. He has an instrumental called Touchdown Raiders from many years ago. you got to check out sometime. But I'm definitely going to make it out to that home opener, and there's going to be some big parties that weekend. I'm looking forward to all of that, JT. Yeah, there's a lot of parties coming up. Thanks a lot, Stoner, dude. Appreciate it. And hope the band is rocking over at Vamps. I want to make sure I come over and see you play. Love Vamps. Bobby and I like going to Vamps. It's been a while. Concerts are getting going. I got my Stones tickets. I got my Guns N' Roses tickets. All coming up. Rock shows at Allegiant Stadium. Love it. 702 365 9,200. Zay Jones plays a big role going forward because there's only so many attempts he's going to get this year, and he's going to have to make a couple of plays. And I think he's going to be really aggressive once he catches the ball to try to stay in bounds and get upfield and impress Gruden so he's on the field more. Uh, I saw Darren Waller from the field when I was down there a little bit during the pregame, and he was running routes. Darren Waller looked fine. So as they're taking him along very slowly, he was in pregame warm-ups and looked outstanding. Outstanding. Didn't notice anything in him. He caught a couple of passes right in front of me and turned upfield. He's good. And good to go. And the rest, you know, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, the noticeable size and the way these guys looked. I got the game taped. I'm going to be watching the game today and go back and watch again what happens. But this week is everything. I think our Raider insiders that we're going to have in Los Angeles – Paul Gutierrez, Vic Tafer, all the insiders that we'll have on this show. I'm going to really be paying attention to what they say. I wish I could get out to L.A. for a day and watch that practice. These practices are going to be physical. They're going to be fierce going up against Aaron Donald. You're going to know a lot about the Raiders, not after the preseason game, but what the insiders report, Vinny Bonsignor from practice, and how important it's going to be for the Raiders really to match up well with the Rams. Raiders are a good football team. They should match up with everybody. This will be a big test. Brazy in Vegas on 920. What's happening? 
Hey, what's going on, JT? I'm a season ticket holder. I was at the game. You know, my son and I were fortunate enough to be asked to hold the flag during the uh, the, the, the national anthem in the beginning. It's, it's just so emotional to be there, right? Lifelong Raider Nation, we have our stadium. We have our home. We have our Mecca. It was great to see everybody in there. You know, it's a preseason game, so, you know, I wasn't hollering on every, on every defensive series, right? First couple of series, I'm still getting primed up, too. I think, uh, like one of the other callers said, yeah, we got to get some of the new fans learning how, how, how we do it in, in Raider Nation, how loud we get. I'm really, really looking to see. You know, I, I think of the old Kingdom days, right, in Seattle and how much of that was a home field advantage. I'm hoping we can have something like that with our place. And then, you know, I, I, we, we went, checked in early to do the flag rehearsal. We, we went out, we did tailgating. The nation was out there tailgating again. Got to get everybody used to coming out. That's going to be our representation. That's the old school. That's the original Raiders. Mm-hmm. Get out to the tailgate, have some fun, meet your friends, have some drinks, barbecue some food. That's what we got to get everybody used to. But that Monday nighter, I'm, 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 I can't wait to see how loud we could get it and how we could, like that other caller said, I, I want that building to shake. I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to it. You know, as far as the team, I think what everybody's saying, it was clean, right? When, when it's preseason, yeah. are we tackling? Are we staying out of, you know, a penalty situations? No turnover. So I was happy to see that, that it was clean. Not a lot of people played, but I was just, you know, it brought, brought a tear to my eye, JT. In yeah. the Mecca, we have it. It's ours. It's here. It is. Thanks for the call. 702-365-9200. It is. You got your own stadium. As Marks Davis said, this is your home. Welcome to your home. He means it. The critics of Mark Davis up in Oakland and the people that had a problem with Mark in Oakland for the situation and how it deteriorated with the local politicians up there. You know, I, I despise the local politicians in the East Bay. Some of the worst people, dumbest people. They couldn't put together a playground deal, let alone a stadium. And unfortunately, the team left Oakland, but they came to Vegas, and now they have a new home. And it's great for the fans out west. Great for the fans out west who can experience coming to Vegas. Is it going to be expensive? Hell yeah, it's going to be. It's brand new. It's Vegas. It's not cheap. But if you're able to get in, if you're able to find a way to get in, you're going to have the time of your life. It's going to be here forever, throughout our lifetimes. We're going to have a blast. Uh, Lyman and Henderson, if I got that right, you're up next on Raider Nation Radio. What's up, JT? You almost got it right. Limon, Limon and Henderson. Limon, Limon. I'll, I'll never forget yeah. Limon. I got come you. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, check this out, bro. I'm going to tell you something, okay? <clears throat> man, my voice is gone. It's still gone from Saturday, bro. Listen, I'm an old school guy. I went to, uh, uh, back in L.A., I went to uh, Oakland. You know, I went to the last game in Oakland. When it's supposed mm-hmm. to be the last game, then we came back, and we did it again the last game. I mean, it's great. But I'm going to tell you something, man. Vegas is different. Vegas is the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, I got nothing but respect for Oakland. I got nothing but respect by L.A. But it's going to be different. You know, it's going to be different. It's going to be great. You know, they're, they gave us a new home. They give us a new everything. Every time that you go, I mean, I've been there like four times. I'm a PSL holder. Right. You know, I, I was blessed to be able to buy him, and, and I got him. But I'm going to tell you something. All my Raiders fans. Don't, don't, any time you have a chance, come and check it out. It's different. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, like I say, you know, call us in, type in the line and everything. It gets loud. But soccer game was loud hell. You know, it was, it was, it was real loud. Yeah. But, uh, and you're right, Lamont, treat it like your home. 
You know, it's a new stadium. Treat it like your home. You saw that Rams fight. That Ram, I don't know if you saw the Rams fight in L.A. Yeah. between the Ram yeah. fans. I mean, that was disgusting yeah. that was to disgusting. see how brutal that fight was. And I just hope everybody treats this like it's their home, treats it perfectly, don't litter, treat it. You see a piece of trash on the ground, pick, pick it, up. it up. I mean, it it's up. there's yeah. artwork it's all over the place. It's yeah. gorgeous. Treat it like your home. Hey, JP, one, one thing, man. All I want, you know, because we, we, I mean, you know, true Raider fans and Raider fans out there, new Raider fans, we, we're like, we're hot. I mean, we, we right now, this is what we wanted. We got we got it. But I hope yeah. the, same, the same energy we have, hopefully the players picks it up. And, you know, hopefully maybe, let's say maybe two or three years, man, man we can get a four ring. You know what I mean? Sure. Hopefully Sounds good, my friend. for a lot. Hey, man, nothing below, man. Thank you. Good to, thank you, Lamont. Appreciate it. I got it right. We're excited to introduce our newest sponsor, Five Iron Golf, the premier indoor golf facility that's opened in Area 15. League play starts tonight. You can get in a golf league. I'm telling you, you go in there, get a group of four or five guys and play in the golf leagues. The beauty of Five Iron Golf, it's for everyone. It's for serious golfers or just a great place to hang out and drink with your friends. Get out of this heat and get indoors. And they're giving away some great promotions there. $65 value. You can get an hour on the simulator. You can join the golf leagues. Go to Five Iron Golf. Took two of my friends there. They loved it. Area 15, we hit. We played a great golf course. You know what we played? We played Beth Page, where I grew up. And it was hard. And the scores weren't great, but we played with brand new equipment. So inside Area 15, go upstairs, Five Iron Golf. And please support them. They're a great new partner of ours, and we want them around here for a while. They're very good people, and they love the Raiders and Raider Nation Radio. Five Iron Golf inside Area 15. Mark and Henderson on 920. How are you, Mark? Hey, JT. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Thanks. Man, uh, man. Hey, you did a great job, man, with the interviews. Uh, you're Thank fantastic. You. Man, you look great. The, uh, the ribbon cutting. Uh, man, you're, you're, you're a fantastic guy, man. I'm going to be calling you a lot more. Man, we had a great time at the game, man. My son and I walked around the stadium, saw all the fans, man, took a lot of pictures. Uh, and, you know, my brothers were there. I, it was my brother from San Diego, man. I called you last week about the right. rental car, man. I apologize not to, to get that uh, information from you. I to, forgot to ask them. But we took the R, uh, RTC buses, man. They did a fantastic, man. Eight bucks, man, round trip. I'm back home. Uh, it was fantastic, man. They did a wonderful job. They cleared it out with the parking and everything. Tailgating was great. Man, and the game was fantastic, man. And the guys went out and showed out. I was proud of Leatherwood, man. He looked great, man. His hands and footwork were excellent. Mm. I hope he can carry that through. I, I love Nate Hobbs. I met him at the end before. He's a great guy, man. And, and also uh, Turner, too, man. I met that guy. He's, he, he's, he can catch the ball, and hopefully he can you know, help on special teams, man. But uh, I definitely, JT, fantastic job, man. I'll see you at the M. I'm always yeah. there, and I'll introduce myself, man, and uh, – Maybe I can buy you a Remy, man, if you're not. If you're I'll, a be, I'll be there. I'll have a Remy Martin with you. Appreciate the call. Thank you. And thanks for following up with us, and thanks for the compliments. It was an honor to be a part of that broadcast from the inside, being on the big screen, interviewing Tommy White, our partner here from the 872 Laborers, Napoleon McCallum, Michael Gardard was in the suite with A-Rod, the Olympians, the basketball players from the Aces. They were fantastic. Then I hung out with Diplo. Everybody know Diplo, right? Got into that Winfield Club with Diplo. That was a memory. Gilbert Manzano supposed to join us 
and my opinion on these rookie quarterbacks coming up next. So, uh, Lincoln, that was great, but I see that, you know, JT, the brick, was wandering through the stadium interviewing celebs, yeah. doing everything. Now he's he got alums up on the air. He got back from the Hall of Fame. The man works 24-7. Hardest working you. man in the show uh, business. Yeah. Hey, Impressive. JT, what what have you got? Uh, I tell you, we up? got post-game coverage off of your great call on the victory. I saw every inch of this stadium. <laughs> so I got some good stories coming in. But again, guys, great post-game show, great night, and it's always a pleasure to follow you guys up. Ah, uh, that's great. Thank you so much, JT. What a great job you and the whole gang do on the Raider Radio. JT back here on Monday. What a weekend here in Vegas brought to you by PTs. I've been telling you for years, no tavern group, no company in Vegas does a better job with fantasy football than PTs. They're actually experts at this. Draft your ultimate fantasy team at your favorite PTs tavern while enjoying ice cold $7 beer pitchers and food packs for only $20 for a group of four, 40 for a group of six. And what they do here is they know how to throw fantasy football parties, setups. You can bring your team in and get a couple of boots, get a table, go into one of their rooms, and just knock it out. And everyone in this company, and I've been with PTs from day one out here with my radio show, this is something they really stress. So head on out to PTs. You're putting your fantasy football team together now in a couple of weeks. Do it there. Go there for a great lunch, a great night, great dinner, food. Watch a game while it's going on. Have the ability to concentrate, and everyone in that company, everyone at each individual tavern, they know you're coming in there for fantasy football, and they'll make sure you're comfortable, and they have all of these specials for you lined up. No one does fantasy football better than PT. So we've been talking about what happened Saturday night, the ribbon cutting the unbelievable event. Great to talk and see Brent Musburger again. That was really cool. He came in. I congratulated him on what they're doing with VEASAN on the sale to DraftKings. And he had a pep in his step. And he was in there as we did the pregame show. And then the broadcast started and I disappeared. And as he said, I was working the entire game interviewing some of the dignitaries and celebrities who were there. So I didn't even get a chance to watch a ton of the Raider game because we were walking from spot to spot the entire game into suites with the Olympians from the Aces, A-Rod Suite, Michael Goddard, the art curator who was there, Tommy White, Napoleon McCallum. These are all the interviews I had. And then the big one when I went in and met Diplo down in the Winfield Club, which is a memory. I'll tell you that. That was pretty cool uh, to talk to him. And he played in on a game we were doing with one of the listeners, fans who won a nice giveaway to go see Diplo live. So that was fun. But I want to get back to preseason football because I didn't watch any of it live. And then yesterday I went back prepping for my SiriusXM show and watched the highlights and saw a couple of things I wanted to share with you. The Raiders don't have an issue with breaking in a young quarterback. The Raiders have three really good quarterbacks in Derek Carr, a pro bowler, Marcus Mariota, a former pro bowler, And Nathan Pitterman, who's not a third-string quarterback, he's a second-string quarterback, and he's very good. Gruden's very confident that Pitterman could take over this team in an emergency and do an unbelievable job. But around the league, there's a lot of talk now about what do you do with these young quarterbacks? Do you start them 
or do you let him sit? And what's interesting is there are two young quarterbacks who are going to play right out of the gate, both the number one and number two pick. So that is going to be Trevor Lawrence is going to play right out of the gate for Jacksonville. And they got some good backup quarterbacks. They got C.J. Beathard, who played for the Niners at a high level. He's won games. And they have Gardner Mishu, who's a good quarterback, who's won games. He closed the Oakland Coliseum down, if you remember, with a win. He can play. And then you have Zach Wilson with the Jets, who's going to start. He's their franchise quarterback. And they really don't have anybody else to go to, so they're going to throw him to the Wolves in the number one media market. So the two who must start are Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Then I want to get to the other quarterbacks that are going to be thrown into this thing and have to get going, and they're going to have to play. And I want to start with Justin Fields, as Justin Fields came in for Andy Dalton in Chicago. Beautiful sun-drenched game. He got a standing ovation as he came into the game. Everybody in Chicago wants him to start. It's obvious that he's the franchise quarterback for the future for a franchise that just hasn't had good quarterback play since Jim McMahon. Rex Grossman took him to a Super Bowl, but Justin Fields is supposed to be a lot better. So Justin Fields had a flash play. That's another term you're going to hear about now. A flash play is when there's an explosive play or a highlight play that everybody's talking about. Here's the Justin Fields touchdown. Snap, safety blitz, play fake, setting up, Fields, everything picked up. Wide open, Jesse James at the five, just backs into the end zone, leisurely. Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! And they take the lead for the first time today, 16-13 over the Dolphins. So Fields, as you can tell, he's got a good arm, good pocket presence, big, strong in the pocket, and he's going to be behind Andy Dalton. So again, I talked about this last night, and a couple of Bears fans called in and told me they don't need to see him anytime soon. They don't need to see Andy Dalton Uh, Andy Dalton should start and Andy Dalton should play the first couple of games because the schedule for the Bears is really difficult and you don't want to throw Justin Fields in right out of the gate because he's going to get sacked, he's going to get hit a lot, and you don't want to ruin him early on in the season. And I think there is something to that. Look, the Bears aren't going to be better than the Green Bay Packers this year, but look at the Bears' opening schedule. They open up at the Rams and Aaron Donald and that defense. And that's the first Sunday night game of the year. No way Justin Fields can handle that in brand new SoFi Stadium, the first game with fans. Oh, by the way, did you see all the fan on Ram on Ram violence? Did you see the brawl at the Rams game? And everybody gives the Raiders a bad rap. Saw nothing like that like we saw at the Rams game. Go Google or go search on social media the brawl that broke out between the Ram fans. But back to the Bears. They open up at the Rams, Bengals at home, at the Browns then the Lions, before they play at the Raiders. So I think that Justin Fields is probably going to sit the first two to three games and then start at home against the Lions. And I think we should expect to see Justin Fields here going up against the Raiders uh, when that time comes in week five. I think he'll be ready to go, and they're going to put him in, and he's going to play. So that's a big story in Chicago, man. Everybody is talking about that. So I think Andy Dalton gets him off to a decent start And then they turn it over to Justin Fields. And look, if Andy Dalton's playing well, what do you do there? The big one is Mac Jones over Cam Newton. I think that Mac Jones is clearly the quarterback that Belichick wants for the future. And he's going to be very good. I think he's going to be a good game manager. He's going to be solid. But it would be a slap in the face not to play Cam Newton, a former MVP 
who played in the Super Bowl. Even if Mac Jones is a little bit better in camp than Cam Newton, you got to let Cam Newton play. You have to let Cam Newton play. And Cam Newton's got to come out and prove that he can hold on to that job. And if he doesn't, Mac Jones gets the keys to that franchise and say goodbye to Cam Newton. Now here we go. Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater. Raider Nation, this is a big topic. The Raiders could sweep Denver and either one of these quarterbacks. But Drew Locke played well, and reports are that Teddy Bridgewater is probably leading him in regards to getting that starting position. Locke had a big touchdown in the preseason game for the Denver Broncos. Here it is. Locke with a play fake, sets deep in the pocket, loads it up, home run ball, middle of the field. He's got an open receiver there. This is J.J. Hamler. Hamler inside the 10, the 5, with a somersault into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. And that is an 80-yard touchdown pass from Locke to Hamler, and the Broncos lead it 8-0. I like Locke. Last year he played in Vegas when I saw him play. He had a rib injury, and he played hard and tough. They lost the game. But I was impressed with his grit. And I know what Teddy Bridgewater can do. Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0 and for New Orleans when he filled in for Drew Brees. But when we saw him with Carolina, I didn't think he was that impressive. My gut feeling tells me that Bridgewater will eventually be named the starter. But I think Vic Fangio is going to let Locke start off the year in Denver. And if he wins a couple of games, and this is going to be good for Denver, by the way, because both these quarterbacks are not going to want to go to the bench before the Raiders game. And they're going to be playing their ass off to get that job. So very important topic here for the Raiders. Who are we going to face twice a year? Is it going to be Locke or Bridgewater? I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders saw each quarterback. Uh, because this could be something that goes back and forth. Jameis Winston, I'm a fan of Jameis. He's thrown for 5,000 yards. He went to New Orleans to cut down on his interceptions. We'll see. Taysom Hill, to me, is more of a gimmick quarterback. He's more of a running quarterback. Jameis Winston's a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. And they got some problems there with Michael Thomas getting his surgery late. They lose their best offensive weapon. I think New Orleans is really going to struggle. And then finally, we get to Trey Lance and the love fest that's going on in the Bay Area with him. He had the biggest flash play of all with a big touchdown in the first preseason game. And everybody is raving about it in the Bay Area. Here's Trey Lance. Lance under the gun this time. Fake the handoff and roll to the left. Sets his feet, fires downfield, and it's caught at the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, and Trent Shearfield has a touchdown. So if Trey Lance ends up playing, I don't think that Trey Lance should end up playing until Jimmy Garoppolo struggles. And Jimmy Garoppolo is a very good quarterback. Come on. Garoppolo recently went to a Super Bowl, and when he's healthy, he can play. And he's completely healthy right now. And Trey Lance played in a college level that was lower than the SEC and the Big 12. And he, he missed a year. He hasn't played a lot of football. And everybody's now trying to throw him in. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, this is a great topic for sports radio, especially in the Bay Area. Do you let him start because he's the franchise quarterback for the future, which he's going to be? Or do you let him come along slowly? Do you let him come along slowly? Raiders should see him. On August 29th, it's the last preseason game. And that game's in San Francisco. I wouldn't be surprised if he played a half and we'd get a really good look at him. Now, the good thing for the Niners is Garoppolo can get off to a good start. They open up at the Lions, at the Eagles, before they get the Packers at home for their home opener. Then they have the Seahawks at the Cardinals. So Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have an opportunity to start off 2-0. If he starts off 2-0, 
The home opener is going to be against the Packers. And Trey Lance isn't ready to play Aaron Rodgers in a home opener. So I think the earliest you could see Trey Lance would be the Seahawk game, which would be October 3rd, or maybe at the Cardinals. So I think they should let that simmer, let Garoppolo play as long as he's healthy. And those are some of your young gun quarterbacks that we're talking about. Look, you know, this time of year is a little bit slow for the NFL other than injuries, which we hope there aren't any around the Raiders. And then these young players who are top picks playing in the preseason, and especially quarterbacks, that moves the needle the most. So we have a lot of quarterbacks now that are fighting to start. Lawrence and Wilson, you throw them to the Wolves. The other guys I mentioned, it's all a work in progress. I think you give them a couple of weeks, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, to get their legs underneath them. And then the Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater competition is going to be fascinating to me because that's going to affect the Raiders either way. Raiders don't have this problem, which is a good thing with Derek Carr being their franchise quarterback and Mariota, as we've talked about, being the best backup, the best backup quarterback in all of football when healthy. You know, again, I thought the Raider game on Saturday night was fantastic on the postgame show with Eric Allen. Eric was impressed with the way they lined up, with the way the Raiders tackled on defense, the way the Raiders ran the football. Alex Leatherwood looked good. I thought it was a good, clean start. But there's no Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, and a lot of the Seahawks aren't playing, and a lot of the Raiders starters and big names didn't play, including Darren Waller, who I saw in warm-ups. And I did get a chance to see Darren Waller up close run some routes, and he looks 100% healthy. He looked great running routes in practice there, getting a sweat on before the game. So what would you think of the game? Keep calling in on that. I want to know. Not a lot of complaining, please. If the concession lines were a little bit too long for you, if you didn't understand it was a cashless venue, there was 60,000-plus people there for a preseason game. That will never happen again, in my opinion. There's no new stadiums coming online. Chargers can't draw 20,000 fans for a real game. How are they going to do it for a preseason game? And the Rams didn't have as many fans as the Raiders for their preseason game. The Raiders shined, and I barely saw Raider highlights on SportsCenter. They should have had the ribbon cutting. They should have had Carlos Santana at halftime. They should have showed more of Allegiant Stadium. And the media bias was incredible. I looked for it. Saturday night, all day Sunday, I was watching Sports Cable, ESPN, Sports Center. I didn't see much at all. I saw more of Justin Fields and Trey Lance's touchdowns than I saw the grand opening with fans at Allegiant Stadium. Raiders should have a real big chip on their shoulder. A big week for the Silver and Black as they'll go to L.A. and train against the Rams and get ready for this upcoming game with the Rams coming up, which I think the practices and the scrimmages are going to be more important than the game. But we'll be covering that game. It's the first time we'll be at the M Resort and Spa for the pre- and post-game show. So when the Raiders are on the road, when the Raiders are on the road, we'll be at the M. We'll be hosting the pre-game and the post-game. Pre-game's about an hour and a half before the game. The post-game's about an hour, hour and 15 minutes after the game. So we have that all lined up for you. Head on over to the M, the official resort of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT, as we continue... Great to see so many fans, even though I had the mask on. It was kind of cool running around the stadium with the mask on. Can't wait to take the mask off, get vaccinated. Let's get this thing right. Crush the virus, as Coach Gruden says, on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m.
Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was um, it was like a playoff game for me. It was like it was like one of the bigger games I've been in, just emotionally. You know, getting back to the real Raider atmosphere. Um, it's hard to replicate. It's hard to describe. I think there's going to be a lot of people that have a lot of fun coming to these games. We got a good young team, and um, the coaching doesn't screw it up. We got a chance to keep getting better. John Gruden, he was emotional. That game meant a lot to him. He gave his hat to Gorilla Rilla on the way in. He was emotional. He wanted to win that game. Look, it's a preseason game. It's not the end of the world, win or lose. You want to come out of the game healthy. You want to have something to build on. And I'm sure the Raiders this week are on to the Rams with these heavy workouts coming up. Mark Anderson joins us every other Monday from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. And, Mark, you've been in town covering sports at the highest level for years. Where do you rank that event I know it was a preseason game, but with all the pomp and circumstances, that was an historic night in Vegas sports history. It was. I mean, if you're talking about events here in town, um, you know, it's it's got to be near the top. I would put the Stanley Cup Finals probably number one at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has got to be near the top because, uh, you know, it's it, you know Las Vegas had an NFL team last year. It just, but it didn't. It just never felt real. Now it's starting to feel real. Uh, you know, and to see see that, that many fans there, that was that was really a, just a great scene. Yeah, Mark, it was important to Mark Davis, as you know, and the Aces had a big win this weekend. But he wanted the fans to get in there three hours early and have the, the walk of the whole stadium to experience that. And there's a lot of local news talking about egress, ingress, how do you get in, where do you go to your seats, what gate. And what are you sensing here? Because you were here in the UNLV heydays and at Sam Boyd and now with the Aviators, especially when they opened up their new ballpark. And as you mentioned, hockey with T-Mobile, those early games coming off one October. I think that Raider fans are going to – it's going to take a while for them to get their groove on and understand how to get into the stadium and how to get home. Yeah, it is. Um, Mick Akers, who covers um, transportation for us, I had a, actually had a story out today on our website uh, saying that this was the best event they've had at Allegiant with with a large crowd as far as getting people in and out. So I think they feel like they're starting to figure it out. Um, you know, it's I think it's still going to be kind of a work in progress, but I think they they feel like at least now that there it, it wasn't the, you know the, the sort of the nightmare it was, and then maybe by the time the actual season opens, um, you know they'll they'll have it down to where it's much smoother. Mark Anderson, Las Vegas Review-Journal. Mark, where do you stand on what Gruden wants to do getting some of the veterans in now? No Derek Carr, no Darren Waller. You know, you look at this team. They were a non-playoff team last year. They're playing the Rams and the 49ers in the preseason here, and I just don't get a feel until I talk to Coach Gruden every week how much the veterans will play. But they're putting a lot of effort into this practice session and the scrimmages they're going to have with the Rams, which are going to tell a big part of the story going forward. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, they might even get more out of that than they will the, yes. the actual preseason game. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the trend now. You're seeing a lot of the younger head coaches. That's where that's the direction they're going. They're they're just sitting there, veterans, and they're figuring. Uh, you know, I think for two reasons. One, you, the last thing you want is to have one of your starters hurt. And the other reason, I think, it's the best opportunity to take a look at your younger guys and see what you got. Because I think most coaches really know what they have with their veterans, and I don't think. I don't think Derek Carr is missing a whole lot by not playing a preseason game. You know, I, I I just don't think his season is going to be affected by that. And I think probably the same for a lot of a lot of his a lot of his uh, teammates. I just think 
you know, they'll get more out of the actual practices and the games themselves. And, and so I think it makes a lot of sense to hold those guys out. Mark Anderson joins us, Las Vegas Review Journal, one of the gold standards insiders here in town. Mark, what do we need to know about UNLV football? They'll play in the same venue. I know their access to their college football team isn't as easy as the access that the Raiders give to the media here in town. I don't have a lot on this. I mean, they're not projected (laughs) to win many games. Uh, What are you hearing inside the program? I know Marcus Arroyo did a great job recruiting and how this team's coming along. Yeah, I just don't think there's a lot of optimism for this season, at least outside the program. I mean, I, I can't speak for inside the program. Uh, you know, the, the the win total is one and a half, which I think tells you a whole lot. Um, I think I think it's going to be a hard season. If I, if if they get to four wins, I think that's I would actually call that success, believe it or not. Um, you know, I, he has you're right. Royal has recruited well. I just don't know those guys are really ready to to take that step forward yet. Maybe I'm wrong. I just but I just don't think they are. I think they need another year or two. Um, you know, but you know, I, I, I his recruiting is you know that's mm-hmm. something that it's been hard to question because he's been bringing in players that you know the, the, the can he coach them up? That's been my question. I think a lot of people's questions. So I think we'll have a much better sense of where this program's headed after this season. But you're right as far as the actual insight. Yeah, the Raiders definitely have better access than than UNLV, which, you know, if I was UNLV, with all, uh, especially the situation now where you got two major pro teams plus the Aces and the Aviators, uh, I'd be fighting for every bit of publicity I can get, but I, they're not apparently not doing that. Great, Mark. Good to talk to you. There's a lot of news coming up here. It was just one preseason game, but the only one at home, and we'll have a couple other games to recap when we talk to you next time. Thanks for doing this. Sounds good, JT. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Mark Anderson, check him out. Whenever he's writing, I'm reading it at the Las Vegas Review-Journal, where the Review-Journal did a a tremendous job uh, covering the ribbon-cutting. I would say the same thing about 8 News Now and News 3 and our friends, the flagship over at Fox 5. I saw all the insiders up at the press box. It was really good to be up there. You know, for my highlight, again, you know, I pinch myself every time I get to work with Brent Musburger, and he threw it to me on the post-game show, and Brent was in a really good mood. And we talked about the Raiders and the season and the optimism as – he and Lincoln Kennedy are back out on the road again this year, and they're heading to Los Angeles for this preseason game. And this is an important week for them. I really do, because the key to me is we want to get here on Friday and Saturday when we get over to the M. We want to make sure no one got injured. I remember what happened. I remember what happened when Gabe Jackson got injured in a scrimmage. You don't want anybody to get hurt, but it's all out when you're in pads and you have a padded practice with another team. And you know that we're going to see Sean McVay and John Gruden script it right so the players get after it. I'm sure there'll be some pushing and shoving and all of that. We are excited this Saturday, August 21st, to be inside the M Resort and Spa. It's going to be a big deal. The M Resort Spa and Casino here in Vegas, the official hotel of the Raiders. So you can get there. Doors are going to open up at around 645. Raiderettes are going to be there. Uh, 7 p.m., excuse me, the doors will open for all guests and kick off for the game, and we will be right there around the Tavern and Grill. 7.15, there'll be a VIP drawing. There's going to be a lot of events happening. I'll be introducing some special guests who will be there, including uh, Darren McFadden and Marcel Reese, and we'll be there for the game, halftime. I'll be there for the pregame, the postgame show. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's our first time, our first walkthrough of doing the pre- and postgame show from the M, which I'm excited about. You know, it's going to be fun. It's a beautiful resort. 
Uh, people are going to be able to come out there for the weekend and then come down the elevator and catch us, Eric Allen and myself, on the pregame show, which some of those are going to be early in the morning. So they'll have food lined up, and it'll be great to be inside the Tavern and Grill. And then the postgame show will go, and then I'll wrap that up and race home back to Summerlin and do my national show on Sunday night. So Sundays are going to start real early and end real late. But where else would I rather do it in Vegas? I know SiriusXM is in the building today with the Raiders. I work for SiriusXM at night. NFL Radio will be inside the Raider facility. They're doing their uh, training camp tour, and they're in Henderson today. So they have their insiders out there, hopefully some good sound that maybe we could play tomorrow. We'll get Gilbert Manzano up from the Chargers tomorrow. Also Nick Ferguson, who does radio in Denver, 10-year safety in the NFL. Want to talk to him about the Broncos who is a two-time opponent for the Raiders, as always this year. They got a little bit of a quarterback quandary going on. Do they go with Drew Locke or do they go with Teddy Bridgewater? I wonder what the Raider Nation thinks. I think Raider fans would rather see Drew Locke because he's prone for maybe a few more mistakes. But I'm going to preview the AFC West before I get into the other divisions and the AFC North because Pittsburgh and the Ravens are on the schedule early. Thanks to Bobby for putting the show together. Mark Anderson, Rich Gannon was great. Stuart Schweigert. Really enjoyed the show. Thanks to all of our supporters here, including Modelo with the fighting spirit. I did have a bucket of Modelos over the weekend, and they were ice cold, dripping wet by the pool. Modelo, proud partner of our show. Have a great day. Q into Vinny Bonsignor. Have a good day, you guys.